Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hempresent. If you have feedback and would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hempresent, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. I greatly enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Today's guest on Hempresent is Dan Herrer, the son of the legendary hemp advocate Jack Herrer. Dan was born into the hemp movement, and today he carries on his late father's legacy, yet on his own terms and in his own way. Herrer balances multiple roles as an industrial hemp developer, a hemp entrepreneur, and he is the director of the California-based Jack Herrer Foundation. Foundation leads with a philosophy that hemp education will change the world with a primary goal of reintroducing the hemp plant's history back into the educational system. The foundation is currently developing a mobile touring hemp education center and Jack Herrer National Hemp Museum. This effort will allow the foundation to take hemp education literally to the streets, featuring a nationwide educational tour. If Jack Herrer could be called a warrior and activist for the movement, which he was, Dan carries the family torch in hemp advocacy in the role of an educator and influencer. And he's here to educate us a little bit about all this today. Welcome, Dan, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Thank you for having me, Vivian. Long time, brother. Yeah, man, absolutely, my brother. Absolutely. You know, you're aware that I had the good fortune to have been friends with your father, Jack Herrer. I've also been blessed to know your whole family. And it's just so great to have you on the show uh, today. Uh, Dan, I want to get into everything that you've got going on. But first, if anyone was the father of the hemp movement, it is Jack Herrer. And a lot of that had to do with his groundbreaking 1985 book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, which is 330 pages of illuminating news clips, factoids, stories, all about how hemp can change the world. I'm just curious, when did you realize that your dad was on a mission? When did you become aware that your dad was Jack Herrer, the hemperer? Um, I would almost say that, that, that it never really was like how I, how I looked at my father. Uh, you know, I just, I just looked at him as a, as a really driven person. Uh, but I started to figure that out in, uh, in the mid seventies, um, as, as he started the California marijuana initiatives after, you know, following uh, prop two, uh, prop uh, 19 in, uh, in, two, in uh, 1972. And his, his passion uh, and, and absolute obsession with 
uh, researching and finding information and 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 exposing and, and and teaching the truth of cannabis as he was becoming to know it uh, was just part of our normal everyday upbringing. So I, I never looked at him as the emperor. I just looked at him as uh, you know back in the 70s and 80s as as my uh, as my crazy father. Uh, <laughs> I, but I did. I, I did realize by the time that the 90s came around and and his voice uh, became ever present uh, across this country, um, be it following dead tours or participating uh, at, at Hempfest uh, for, you know, nearly 20 years with you and the amazing uh, folks that have uh, tried to um, really illuminate uh, not only the truth, but the possibilities of cannabis and hemp uh, through through your amazing, um, you know, events in in Seattle. That I I started to realize that uh, you know that that he was on a mission uh, far beyond uh, being a, a father of of six and a and a husband to uh, to to Jeannie. It was uh, it was at that time I, I realized that. Uh, you know, the, the mission that he started back in the seventies, even though at the time I thought he was crazy. And even in the nineties and two thousands, I thought he was crazy. Um, <laughs> it turns, it turns out that he may have been crazy, but he wasn't wrong. He was crazy in the right way, man. Uh, yes. Do you remember when the Emperor's No Clothes was published? Were you able to track its growth in popularity and influence? I mean, it happened reasonably quickly. Well, um, you know, I, I remember my dad, um, you know, before the before the first publication, I remember him sitting uh, at, at an old broken down desk uh, in, 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 in our house in the in the San Fernando Valley, uh, hammering out on an old fashioned electronic typewriter, um, you know, just snapping the keys and sliding the, the return back and forth uh, as as the pages would come out and he would rip the page out of the top of the uh, out of the top of the typewriter and, and he'd fling it over to me and say here what do you think of this and, and I was like wow dad you really are crazy <laughs> but but you know I, I I didn't really I I didn't really see it because you know sometimes when you're when you're so close to something yeah. you don't see its evolution you know, right. like you, it's like, you know, you, you don't see yourself getting old, but you are, you know, you don't realize that you've gone from uh, an, a, a teenager to an adult to uh, an elder. Um, right. Cause it's just, just, it's it just part seemed, of your reality, right? Yeah. So it, it was never something that, it was never something that, that really uh, was something that we track, not like we track things today, you know? Um, you know, the only things that we tracked back then was where was my father, what event was he on his way to, and how much money did we need to send him to fix the van that broke down on the way to it? Because <laughs> he was always on the <laughs> road, man. I mean, Jack was just a tireless campaigner on the road, going to from event to event, speaking, proselytizing, you know, about hemp and cannabis. Uh, I mean, just driven. He was a force. You know, and he was an unstoppable force, uh, you know, other than health issues, there was nothing that would deter him, that would dissuade him, that would, uh, um, that would convince him that, 
the road and the path that he was on was one that wasn't worth taking. He knew that it was, uh, he, he believed in it, uh, with his whole, uh, with his whole being, with his whole, uh, the, you know, the whole of what made my father who he was and what he represented was exactly what people saw was this, uh, incredibly driven, uh, you know, don't, don't take a lie as something that's okay to live with. And that, uh, if, if we don't get the truth out, then we have, we have no future. And that truth was, uh, the truth of cannabis and the truth of hemp and the opportunities that would, you know, give us not just the, the, the ability to survive in a future, but to thrive in it. And how do we get to that point? How do we, how do we re-educate people? And for my father, that was going anywhere and everywhere, whether it was this country or another, uh, and, and bringing this book, this information and his passion to, to elevate, encourage, inspire other people to find their voices and to stand up in their communities, in their state, in their city, in their country, and, and demand that we, that we re-examine our relationship with this plant and, and, and bring it back to its full utility so we can actually live on a planet uh, for the rest of our lives and our families' lives and their families' lives and their families' lives and so on and so on and so on. So we don't have to look to other planets in order to have an existence uh, in some distant millennium. And, 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 and it was extraordinary once that the revelation of what it is that he represented and how it was starting to change perceptions uh, around uh, the, the neighborhood, the state, and then other states, and then uh, gradually around different countries of, uh, about the world that he had traveled to. Um, it was extraordinary at that time to recognize that there was a change at hand. I think it would be hard for a young person today to truly comprehend how radical and controversial Jack's message was back in the day. I mean, he was he was taking risks by being this vocal. Do you agree? Uh, it, it was, and 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 the risk was real. The risk the risk led to multiple arrests and multiple incarcerations. The risk, uh, you know, um, was was mired in and even. Even this, own, even this community, this cannabis community, this marijuana community, this pot community, this cannabis community literally didn't understand how to deal with my father in the, in the early years because his message was so different than anything that any of us had, had ever really uh, embraced or learned or, or studied that, you know, his realization that this plant was so important important and so imperative to our future that that you know he was literally looked at uh as not only uh crazy but even possibly bad for cannabis and bad for you know legalization um and and even with that and even with you know uh organizations like normal and other activist organizations looking at my father and saying he was too radical because the truth that he was speaking was so polar opposite than what people had learned and realizing how difficult it would be to change minds and ideology that um, it, it would it, it was considered um, 
problematic and, and it would possibly make the cannabis industry look foolish or dumb because somebody would go out and say that cannabis is going to save the world or, right. you know, <laughs> right. and, and when, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's no different than, you know, it, in, in a lot of ways, it, it comes back to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to really compare it to religion, but in a sense, it's like, you have to have a belief in something that sometimes you can't, you can't touch and you can't see and you can't, you, you know, it, you know, in, in those days, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was tangible. It was something that was thought that could be, but only if you were able to access it and we had no access to it, but his belief was as, as it existed. And, and the reason was because it existed before it became illegal. It existed in every country and every continent. And it was a part of every culture around the world. And he embraced that and said, this is what you know, people around the world, this was the first ways to circumnavigate the globe and create mobile commerce, you know, or, or global commerce. This was, this was how we ate. This is how we lived. This is how we clothed ourselves. This is, this is all, all of these things that, that propelled societies uh, forward and with safety and security was in, in a, a large part due to cannabis and its attributes. And so even though it wasn't available, you know, uh, you know, at, at, in the same ways, uh, because of, you know, the, the onset and then, you know, post-prohibition, that, that it didn't dissuade him from trying to, uh, you know, re-embrace and, and share this information to change ideas. And, and I would say, you know, now 35 years after this book was published, um, you know, we're no longer in a sense of what do we do about this plant. Most countries now are trying to embrace it and saying, how do we, how do we, how how do we use it? How do we bring it back into our societies? And I think, um, you know, I think that his his passion and his uh, mm. un, unyielding uh, energy has, you know, created this opportunity for literally the world. And, 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 you know, so much of Jack's message has turned out to be prophetic because we see, we see it all happening before our eyes right now. I am uh, talking to Dan Harrow. We're going to take our first quick break and come right back with more information about Dan's uh, legendary father and his work in the Jack Harrow Foundation today. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present with Dan Herrer. Um, Dan, we have seen, you know, your, your father basically gave his life to his cause to legalize cannabis and hemp and spread the word. 
Uh, I mean, he did not stop even after he had a stroke. He kept, most people would have been done and he just came right back at it and wasted no time, learned to speak again, kept speaking the whole time. I mean, about as driven as anybody would be. And now here we are in 2021 and we have multiple states uh, flipping. Uh, we have recreational cannabis uh, available in retail stores, uh, brick and mortar stores. Um, it just seems like we're preparing for some kind of a sea change. What do you think your father would think about the current status of cannabis legalization? I mean, a lot of us in the movement are dissatisfied with the current status yet acknowledge that we've come uh, real far. What do you think your father would come down on that? Well, you know, uh, that's a real double-edged uh, sword, as as you said. You know, uh, on one hand, he he would be extraordinarily proud of most of the people within the space that have uh, continued the fight and ex and exposed the truths and and the necessary, uh, you know, accepting of of this plant within communities. Um, to embrace it and, and create businesses and create jobs and create, you know, tax revenue from that income from those jobs uh, to, to create medicine that's available uh, to, to, you know, any and everybody who would uh, need it, uh, you know, you know, be interested in it. And, you know, I, I think that on that, in that sense, I, I think he would be proud. He would be proud of, of the, the ways that we're starting uh, even without real complete access to all of the things that we need, like banking, uh, things uh, like you know public-private support uh, for building infrastructure for things like hemp uh, and 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 cannabis uh, endeavors. That you know the people within this space are creating the products that he envisioned and and foresaw, for, foresaw um, like like plastics, uh, like uh, papers and concrete and hempcrete and, and other building materials and clothing and all of these different non-consumable uh, from a smoking standpoint um, uh, products, I think that he would be extraordinarily um, uh, humbled by, by, the, uh, by the community that has put themselves out there and created these products. On the flip side, he would look at the absolute. Can I cuss? Yeah, <laughs> because that's, I've got yes. lots of, you know. <laughs> but I, you, you know, can cuss on my show. Fa my father would be fucking furious uh, <laughs> at the way that the government has literally continued its its deception uh, yeah. with this this new you know they, they you know people say to me uh that that there's there's legal cannabis well i don't know where anywhere there's legal cannabis i know where there's paid access to cannabis i, it's I know commoditization where, it's commodification not legalization but but it's it's beyond that it, it it is it is the way that it's being embraced by the politicians in these communities is is you know borderline uh, state-sponsored extortion. It is mm -hmm. yes, you know the 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 citizens of a community uh, vote to lead, you know to have cannabis access, and then the state goes, okay, well you'll have cannabis access, but we have to put parameters around it because yeah. it, they 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 still tell the lies that it's this most this 
you know, uh, this most addicting drug and it needs to be protected. Uh, you know, the, the, the community needs to be protected and all the same lies that they use to, to, to create and, 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 and focus in, in prohibition are now being applied to, uh, you know, access to cannabis. We're, we're having to go, uh, you know, into dispensaries that are set apart from anything and set and set away from anything. Can't be near a school, can't be near a library, can't be, can't be near uh, childcare, can't be near X, Y, or Z because of its danger, you know, yet, uh, and, and then at the, at the same time, you know, they, they put all these parameters in, and I'm not talking about safety, you know, the safety of a product that is now a national consumable product needs to be safe. It needs to have testing. I'm completely on board with that. But when, when you, when you look at how those things are implemented and described within a community in order for that community to have access and the parameters um, from a compliance standpoint are absolutely freaking absurd because we still know that this plant has no attributed deaths to consuming cannabis uh, and, and causing a death, you know, yet you can go into a Rite Aid or a Walgreens or whatever, and you can walk in there uh, pushing a stroller with your kid and, 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 a, and a backpack with another kid, either on your front or your back and walk up to a prescription desk and, and, and stand there uh, with, you know, some girl or some man, uh, you know, standing there saying, oh, here's your, you know, let me see your prescription. And they go behind a little thin film of plexiglass into into the storage which is plainly visible for anybody that walks into the store and and see all of the most dangerous deadly drugs known to mankind all right there and then on the way out they can buy their snickers bar they can go buy their scoop of ice cream at the front if you're at a thrifties or rite aid and 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 be on your way but with cannabis they're like oh you've got to go to the, you know, you've got to go to the dispensary and that dispensary has locked doors and, you know, key in and key out. And we're watching you walk in and we're watching you walk out. And if you work there, we're watching you go through this door that tracks your movement within the store. And, and it's just absolutely, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, and, there, and, it and, seems... and it's harming everything about cannabis and the hemp. And, and, and now they're even starting to get into hemp as this dangerous thing and using the same lies and the same, and, and, and the same disinformation in order to stifle uh, hemp in, the, the hemp industry. It, it seems and, and like maddening. It seems like prohibition on the, uh, it seems like legalization on the prohibitionist terms still. Well, well absolutely, because they're, they're requiring us to put this product is dangerous. This product is, you know, on our products that they know that aren't dangerous. And, and when in reality, a child could eat an ounce of cannabis and they're not even going to get high. But if a child ate a pack of cigarettes, it could kill them. But is there is a cigarette pack in childproof container? No, no. But but you have to burn cannabis for it to be psycho uh, active. So a child, if a, a small child got a hold of cannabis, they couldn't even get high off of it. Uh, unless none of it, it was makes of an edible. So yeah, me, unless it's an edible. Clear. But if it's just raw bud, right? Yeah. So it's, it's and just, bring and bring on raw bud. I'm I'm into juicing my flower. So you yeah. know, bring on raw cannabis. Yeehaw! Uh, I'm all I'm all for that. Um, but but the but the reality is everything that is that is being structured in and around. The, the 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 access to cannabis is still uh, is still part of 
the lies and, and disinformation that created prohibition. There, there is no difference. We're, we're not living in a community where the government is, is allowing cannabis access or, or the rules that are allowing cannabis access to be based in fact. They're still based in lies. They're still based in fear and control. And, and that is the most upsetting thing. I think my dad would be absolutely furious. I think he would still be yelling at the top of his lungs. You know, I'm, I'm not that person. Uh, like my, when my father was an activist, it was about being loud. It was about being, you know, uh, as, 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 as literally as loud as you could. And, and today we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to communicate through more gentler words, through education, through, uh, you know, uh, conversation at the table. But the, the reality is, is, is that this table is not very open to, to actual facts. And, and, and as much as we've tried uh, to educate those uh, on the other side of this table that are, you know, contributing to what the parameters are for us to operate as cannabis or hemp companies, you know, they're not educated. They are driven by the same lies that they grew up with and not the facts that we know today. I am talking to Dan Herrer. We're going to take another break and come back for our final segment and hear about the Jack Herrer Foundation. So don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back with Dan Herrer. Uh, Dan, tell us about the Jack Harris Foundation. What is the good works that you people are doing? And I know that you have a, a dream of a mobile touring hemp education center and Jack Harris National Hemp Museum. What's that all about? Well, uh, you know, after my father passed, there was, you know, for me, there was this, you know, besides the void of not having him in my life every day, there was uh, a, a level of, I wasn't, I wasn't hearing uh, the education that, that I had grown up with still being a part of the community. So I started the Jack Herrer Foundation, obviously in his name, and, and to try to continue uh, to, to bring this information, the, to, to republish The Emperor Wears No Clothes, to make sure that it never goes out of print, that it's always accessible. And I've done that through, uh, through Amazon. And so you can go and get a, a digital copy of, 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 
of the Emperor Wears No Clothes for $9.99 through Amazon. That's also interactive. But the foundation is, is to try to continue to educate folks because when people think that, edu that, that legalization, that we don't need to educate anymore because we have access. And so the foundation is, is, is to let you know that education is still a, a main priority because we need to create smart laws and better laws than, than, than these, 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 you know, mandatory, you know, control, you know, panels that, that dictate uh, the cannabis regulation. And with the foundation, we, you know, we hope, you know, and we've been going around the country, going to different events like NOCO, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the CBD and hemp events. I've spoken in countries from Nepal to South America to Morocco and, and over in England and Spain um, to, to really continue the work that my father did in exposing the, the fact that, you know, it's not just about being able to create a product. It's about to, it's about creating understanding and by creating the mobile education uh, vehicle and, and putting that on the road, we could go to places like, you know, state and county fairs. We can go to colleges and, and, and be there for a weekend or a week and, and really educate a, a multitude of students and, and help them to understand that, you know, cannabis access is, is, is not as easy as, as we would like. The understanding of it is not as clear as we need. The, the truth of it is still being, uh, you know, obscured by, you know, the, 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 the lies and falsehoods of prohibition. And, you know, by being able to go out and, and, and bringing cannabis uh, products and cannabis education and, and cannabis documentation and, and archival, you know, uh, footage, documents, um, uh, you know, uh, artifacts, and, and bring literally a, a version of a museum right to somebody where they can feel and touch and see history, and, and not only see what history is, but, but see what we're doing today in cannabis, knowing right. that you know, Mercedes and BMW and these car companies are embracing cannabis and their parts are being made from cannabis, but those companies aren't talking about it. But by being able to bring these products to them and, and people can see like, oh my God, the Mercedes that I'm driving, the door panels are made from cannabis. You know, that these things are, are the eye-opening uh, information that people just don't have an understanding of. And by being able to bring something to somebody directly in communities that don't have uh, access to a lot of activism or, or or education within those communities that we can we can take the falsehoods out we can get people right. to understand that there's another narrative that's actually based in truth that has the ability to lift their communities up instead of tear them down with 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 the lies uh, of prohibition and and I, I think that that is exactly what my father would still be doing today <laughs> and you can tell you can tell whose son you are. Uh, Dan Herrer, my, my good friend, thank you so much for being on the show. Give my absolute best to Mark, Jancy, River, and Jeannie, and anybody that I may have missed, my friend. <laughs> thank you so much. Many blessings. And, uh, you know, I, I love and respect you and everybody that you work with at, uh, at HempFest. You guys have done uh, an extraordinary, immeasurable, uh, uh, you know, benefit to, to everybody, whether they believe in cannabis or hemp or not the things that you help to expose and, and bring forth are, are, are changing lives every day. So um, thank you, many thanks to you, my friend. All right. Take care my bro. 
That concludes this installment of Hamilton on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you got a right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find your voice and speak up for justice. Now it's time to turn up the music maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.